Welcome to Mountain View Church Audio, coming to you from the Wilderness City, Whitehorse, Yukon. We strive to introduce people to Jesus through scripture, biblical instruction, and prayer with authenticity and vibrancy. You don't need to know anything about the Bible. Just sit back, relax, and let God do the rest. This year, my parents traveled from Ontario to be with us for the month of December. Obviously, having the grandparents around for Christmas was especially exciting for my three boys. As I watched them interact on Christmas morning, it reminded me of a Christmas a few years ago spent with them in Ontario and a very humorous moment for our family. Our oldest son, Jude, was opening his gifts beside his grandma and was showing her a toy that he had just opened when it dawned on him that his new toy was battery-powered. And he got really excited, which caught the attention of everyone in the room. Then, for some reason, he asked his grandma, does granddad like noisy toys? And grandma replied, oh, he doesn't care, he's deaf. Then granddad, sitting beside me, immediately asks, what did he say? Before I could tell him, the whole family was roaring with laughter. It was like a sitcom, you know, cue the laugh track. But it was an important situation to highlight today's message. You see, there's a difference between hearing someone speak and listening to what they're saying. My dad only faintly heard granddad, but he didn't hear the full sentence. Why? Well, partially because he may be going deaf, but mostly because he wasn't listening to Jude to begin with. Grandma, on the other hand, had been focused on Jude, sitting beside him, specifically interacting with him as he opened his gifts. The difference between simply hearing and really listening is often connected to how focused we are on the person speaking. And we're going to camp on this concept as we enter into the new year. We're going to study a conversation that took place at Jesus' transfiguration, found in Matthew chapter 17. During this important moment for his disciples, and for all of us who claim to be Christians, God the Father gives some very important instruction on listening. Instruction that will help us navigate this next year. Matthew chapter 17, verse 1 to 9. The Transfiguration. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John his brother and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to them. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. Before we unpack this passage, it's important to note that God the Father said these words before. And again, before we unpack it, let's jump to Matthew 3. 
Matthew chapter 3. Matthew is the first book of the New Testament, about two-thirds of the way through your Bible. And if you're unsure how to look things up, there is a table of contents in the front of the scriptures, uh, or you can download a Bible app and you can look for it there. Now, in Matthew 3, verses 16 and 17, let me read this to you. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water. And behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Sound familiar? Exactly. So this has been said before, and both at baptism and transfiguration, these are important points in which God the Father says this, except in Matthew 17, which we're going to jump back to now we see that there's a tag on it, which is really what we're talking about today, this listening piece. Uh, So we're going to walk through four of the verses of that passage that Megan wonderfully read for us. We're going to look at verses uh, four through seven, Matthew 17, four through seven. And I just want to break some of this down for us uh, to get some learning out of it. So verse four, it says, and Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Now, it's amazing. There's there's a big thing happening here that is centered around Jesus, supposed to be centered around Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. But Peter often gets himself into trouble because he's maybe an extrovert, maybe he's impetuous. He, he, he always wants to like have another plan. He's, he's the quick to move, quick to talk. I get that. I, I feel for him. And, and here he's like, wow, we got, we got Moses, we got Elijah, we got Jesus. Let's stay here forever. Let's set up little tents. Let's hang out. This will be great. But Peter shouldn't be calling the shots. He's not focused on what's really going on. You know, he, he's almost looking at these three figures as equal. Uh, But as we're going to find out, as we find out in Scripture, and as we know, for those of us that know Jesus, now, Moses was great. Uh, The first five books of the Bible, the Torah, significant in Judeo-Christian faith. And and then you have Elijah, which is one of the greatest prophets, one of the greatest prophetic writings, a lot of them pointing to Jesus. Amazing. But they were just men. They were men used by God. They were prophets, great leaders, but they were men. Jesus is fully man and yet fully God and the savior of the world. Completely different. These are not equal. Peter's missing something here. He's missing that Jesus is far greater and that Moses and Elijah are pointing to Jesus and Jesus, there's this fulfilling moment here. And and we need to pause because we need to think about this ourselves. I don't know about you, but sometimes for me, uh, I get focused on plans and ideas, so focused that I actually miss something important that God's trying to do. There's a reason they're there. There's a purpose in place for Jesus, purpose in place for God the Father we're going to see. And Peter wasn't included in those initial plans, but he jumps to a conclusion. And sometimes for us, we jump to a conclusion, jump to a thought, an idea, a plan, instead of just waiting and watching and leaving time, leaving breath for God to do what God does. Okay, moving on. Next, we see that God interrupts Peter. Uh, God may interrupt us when we're thinking of certain plans, certain uh, things that we want to set in place. Maybe we're talking, we've got 
things on the go, and sometimes God may interrupt us. And, and as we see in verse 5, th- it says this, he was still speaking. So Peter's still unpacking his idea. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice f- from the cloud said, this is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Right? Same thing as the baptism that we read before. But this time it says, listen to him. Okay? So, Peter's not even done explaining what a great idea he's got, and God the Father uh, interrupts. This may be a struggle for every disciple. This may be a struggle for every Christian. I I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, I get lost in praying, and I'm asking God for things and telling God things, and we forget that maybe we need to pause and listen. Just rest in the Holy Spirit and meditate on Him. Or maybe just read some scripture after talking to Him. He loves to hear from us. Don't don't think I'm not saying don't pray. But sometimes it's always asking for stuff. It's always telling us stuff. It's always talking. And sometimes God may interrupt us for a certain reason and stop what we're doing, slow us down to just say, whoa, you need to pause. You need to read. You need to listen. You need to meditate. You know? God's trying to do something. So this is a lesson for us for sure. So Peter's interrupted. I'm sure he's quiet now. And then in verse uh, six, when the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. Peter's in mid-speech, but when the cloud forms and the voice from heaven, God the Father shakes the earth with his voice, I'm sure, and they cower. They're on their faces. Now, I don't know what it's like to, to... you know, see that, to hear that, I can only imagine. But if I think about it and think, okay, God the Father's interrupting me. God the Father's trying to do something. And and he's saying, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. In other words, kind of like, be quiet. Stop talking. Stop moving. Stop thinking. Stop just, just be. Be in this moment and, and listen to my son. Be in this moment and be with Jesus, who is the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Savior of the world. You are here with him. This is the moment of transformation. Transfiguration. This is a crucial moment in his life, in humanity's existence. Just stop and be with him. This next piece is pretty awesome because it's a, it's a pointer to, uh, to a bigger theological moment. Uh, let me read this next verse and then I'll unpack it. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, rise and have no fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, rise and have no fear. The voice of God the Father, the big cloud, uh, the terror, they're on the ground. And Jesus comes over, touches them, says, rise and have no fear. This, for me, when I look at it, it's a bit of a pointer uh, for me to a, a theological concept that happens at the cross called propitiation. Uh, propitiation is a is the concept of of Jesus appeasing God's wrath. Uh, a quick definition for you is it emphasizes the appeasement or averting of God's wrath and justice. Now, God. Uh, is definitely a righteous judge who demands holiness and demands righteousness and who punishes sin. And us as human beings, we are, we are imperfect. We're sinful. 
But I love this, that Jesus, you know, stood in our place at the cross. He, he died and was punished on our behalf. God loved us so much that he sent his son to be the propitiation that he uh, would on the cross, uh, take the wrath, take the judgment, take the punishment for us. That's propitiation. And, and so again, this moment at transfiguration, when I, when I see how this is played out, you know, Peter trying to call the shots, the other disciples maybe just watching, God the Father booming down in a cloud, you know, this is my son, listen to him, you know, be quiet, and they're terrified, and so you can almost get a feel of the wrath of God. You can hear his judgment like, listen, stop talking, I'm trying to do something, and then Jesus comes in, God's just said, listen to him, and then Jesus says, rise, have no fear, being the in-between being the covering for that wrath, that it doesn't fall. You know, rise and have no fear is the message we need for 2022. The news cycle will keep pushing us fear because it keeps us consuming it. Social media will keep pushing division because it keeps us scrolling. But disciples of Jesus should have a different outlook. Christian lives should display something different. An important caveat though, I'm not saying we should ignore what's happening in the world or that we shouldn't take precautions if there are legitimate risks. And if you're one of our seniors or part of our vulnerable population due to underlying health conditions, I understand that you're living a totally different situation than most of us. However, for those of us who are healthy, it's time to rise up stop being afraid, and get back to what Jesus called us to. I've seen enough of you around town and on social media to know that based on your apparent risk level and scheduled time for restaurants, shopping, and recreation, most of you could easily answer that call if you really wanted to. You see, at Mountain View Church, we have a mission and vision. Our mission is a shortened version of the Great Commission that Jesus gave us to introduce, baptize, and teach people to follow him. Are you on that mission? Our vision is to be an authentic, vibrant church, serving and reaching our city. Who are you serving right now? Who are you reaching in this moment? Remember, there's a huge difference between hearing and listening. Listening calls for a response or an action to be taken. If you call Mountain View Church your home, I'm begging you to listen carefully, respond, and take action. It's a new year, a new chance. In my seven years of pastoral ministry here at Mountain View Church, I have definitely witnessed both your response and action before. During the first five years of my ministry here, there was a whole army of you serving faithfully and consistently. Unfortunately, during the past two years, the pandemic has given some of you permission to put all that on hold. If it weren't for a small group of staff, leaders, and core volunteers, everything would have completely come to a halt. And if you're one of those few, thank you so much for your service and sacrifice. For the rest of you, where you been? Maybe you're wondering, why is Jeremy being so harsh? Well, at the end of this month, I'm going on sabbatical for three months. We have a great team who I am confident in. 
I'm not worried about their abilities at all. However, as the pastor, given the responsibility to communicate gospel truth to this local church, I feel compelled to call you to recapture our mission and vision before I depart. Please don't leave our team hanging while I'm gone. If you don't know the spiritual gifts that God has given you to serve the church and further advance the gospel, it is time to find out. If you haven't made a commitment to a ministry team to volunteer once each month, today's the day to make that commitment to one of our ministry leaders. As a disciple of Jesus, as someone who calls themselves a Christian, how will you listen, respond, and take action in 2022? Dear Father, I thank you for this moment. Even though Peter was so excited about seeing Moses and Elijah and Jesus there, and it was amazing, you interrupted him. <laughs> you called him to just be in that moment and to focus on what Jesus was going to tell him and teach him. And Father, we're cognizant that before Jesus went to be with you again, that he gave us the Great Commission, the, the call to, to introduce people to him, to tell people about him, to share our faith, a, a call to be baptized, to, to follow Jesus' example in baptism and, and publicly declare that we belong to you, belong to him and follow the gospel. And then to teach others, to, to tell them all the amazing truths that we learn in your scriptures. Father, convict us today. It's a new year. It's Vision Sunday. Give us a gospel vision, a new vision for the lost in our city, our territory, our country, and beyond. May we be bold and courageous and no longer be fearful. We pray for those that are seniors and vulnerable health-wise, that you would continue to keep them safe uh, from any illness or sickness. And yet for those of us that are healthy, Father, may we take precautions where we, where we need to for legitimate risks, but, but may we recapture the mission and vision. May we get out of our comfort zones. May we take a few more risks because this is life now. This is going to be the situation we live in in this moment. So as best we can, convict us to do something with what we have. I pray that you would be with me as I preach the next few weeks setting up to leave for my sabbatical, but please be with Elijah and Aaron as they take uh, the lion's share of preaching while I'm gone. Uh, be with them as, as they're learning and apprenticing in that way. Uh, Father, be with the rest of the team that makes this thing work uh, every Wednesday night for filming every Sunday morning, as well as all the subsequent ministries and groups and other things that are happening. Uh, there is so much all centered on you, and I pray that others would join in that, and that we would get a high number of people using their spiritual gifts for you and for our local church. We ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, before you go, I have two discussion questions. Either drop a comment below if you're watching online by yourself, if you're with someone in your home or, I don't know, a break room, I don't know where you're at. Maybe ask them, talk about this together, whoever you're with. And if you're in-house, then gather up in a small group that you came with and chat about these. So number one, these are 
maybe going to be hard to answer, but that's okay. We're going to work through it. It's good for us to reflect. Question number one, how have I aided in the mission and vision of Mountain View Church in the past two years? How have I aided in the mission and vision of Mountain View Church in the past two years? For some of you, that might be easy to answer. For others, maybe not. Maybe it's convicting, but it's something we got to ask. We got to move forward. Question number two, this is a little easier maybe. How will I aid the mission and vision of Mountain View Church in 2022? What step will I take today? All right, it's a new day, it's a new year, new journey. Uh, we know that we're going to be in this reality, digital, physical, hybrid, uh, maybe going in and out of restriction, different variants. This is life, but we can't stop the mission. Jesus didn't say, hold off telling people about me, hold off serving the church, hold off serving your city while uh, there's a virus. We have to somehow work through it. We have to get creative. And so for you, you're a brilliant person. I'm sure you've got great ideas. And so I'm asking. We're all asking, okay, how will you help us? How will you aid in the mission and vision of Mountain View Church this year? And what step are you going to take today? All right, we'll see you next week as our Heroes of Faith series in, from Hebrews 11 and looking through the Old Testament. It starts next week. It's going to be amazing. And it's going to be our longest series we've ever had because we go through a huge pile of Old Testament heroes and the faith they had. It's going to be awesome. Me, Elijah, and Aaron are going to split it because I'm going on sabbatical. Like I said, Heroes of Faith from Hebrews 11. You are not going to want to miss it. Starts next week. Invite a friend, bring your family. It'll be great. Thanks for listening to Mountain View Church Audio. If you have given your life to Jesus today or would like to join, serve, or support Mountain View Church, please let us know. Email connect at mountainviewwhitehorse.ca. That's connect at mountainviewwhitehorse.ca. Lastly, feel free to connect with us through social. Just search at Mountain View Whitehorse. Have a blessed week.